0: What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. And what a better way to do that than by the power of conversation. I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again, love it when she's here in the host spotlight, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you?
1: Well, it's been one of those days. Oh, really? Let me tell you why. It, it <laughs> so, sounds bad. So I started this morning, got up and um, got the Keurig ready... Put my coffee pod in, hit start, and about <laughs> half a cup in, I realized I hadn't put the mug underneath. So, oh, like, all over the so the coffee's oh, everywhere, and I'm like, "What's going on with my brain? What's wrong with me today?" And and I realized that I'm I'm still processing from Sunday, trying to unsee this oh. image of. <laughs> the whole I, oh, this is such a setup. hey
0: i didn't know she was gonna do that
1: in the shower with tim sanford it's preaching the at us it's the pinch like,
0: it's the pinch i, I can't yeah.
1: unsee that image and i'm really still processing that's that that's
2: good i'm glad that you're saying that see if you would have been in the staff meeting today you would have learned right Is am i right you would have learned that now whenever you run into that issue of like a person like Look, I don't need salvation. You'll be able to go, oh, wait a minute. Someone pinched me on this before. What could I say about that?
0: I was You're gonna there. say I was gonna I say you, you you just spilled the coffee due to your fallen nature. <laughs> if you were perfect, you would have had no, them go like, "Oh, sure, was, blame yeah. it on me." Yeah, for, you no, know, like...
1: it was, it was, it was yeah, all that. that just, is it's so funny trying to process. Yeah. You do that need to proof, wash that so. out of your
0: mind.
2: That's <laughs> but, I, I apologize for that. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, so we also had our small group last night, and I'm not the only one struggling with it. They're like, we yeah. just don't know what to do with this. <laughs>
0: it's the best. I, I I love moments like that where it's uncomfortable. Or it forces you to think, yeah, that's good. That's good. But you've heard him already. Uh, he's back with us, Pastor of Discipleship. Tim Sanford, Tim, how you doing, my friend? I am doing great. Good, Had a great lunch. Now I've been confused yeah, by uh, you, you got a full like, slot today, dude. Yeah, you, you, helped, you helped run the all staff meeting, now yeah. you're here to do this. So, yeah, anyway, it's... I appreciate it. But guys, let's jump into a, a Sunday in review. Uh, Alicia Acts chapter 9. Um, all all over the map as far as thinking through Scripture and thinking through Saul's life, but what, what stood out to you this weekend? And, and then, Tim, I'll see if there's anything on sure. the cutting room floor or yeah. conversations so, we've had since.
1: It's pretty cool because uh, between last week and this week, they they merged so beautifully together. And I love how the beginning of chapter 9 starts with, um, you know, we have we see Paul here. He's breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord and he goes to the high priest and he asks for letters and he's ready to bring these Christians back to mm-hmm. Jerusalem and he's he's ready to go to Damascus to, to get them and and then at the end of where we landed this Sunday it it goes like this so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit it multiplied. Yeah. So we see, you know, the gospel triumphing once again, yeah. which is our, our banner uh, theme here. And and then the subtitle of your sermon Pastor Tim was a transformed life impacts others. And I thought about
0: mm-hmm.
1: the two other players in this passage here. We have Ananias and he took those steps of faith in the Lord to go to Saul, and he addresses Saul as brother, brother mm-hmm. Saul. Yeah. And I just that impacted me last week because it was such a beautiful um, and personal um, name and identity. Like it, he he was calling him brother. Mm. We are. United in Christ. Now yeah. we're we're it's different. Now we're brothers, um, and then we have the other character Barna- Barnabas, who is a son of encouragement. But we also see him as the a true bridge builder. Here mm-hmm. he takes that risk. Yeah. He 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 <clears throat> goes um, takes Saul to. To the other brothers, and and gives them a chance. It's like no, God's God's at work here, and um, so I just uh, see how God is using these um, other people in Saul's life um, that are s- supporting him and encouraging him for the sake of the gospel. So right. it's just neat to see God's overall purpose. is like it's not mm-hmm. about one person. He's using others yeah. like as a as a unified body for yep. his purpose yep. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: yeah 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 of course you know too i mean it, again cheating getting ahead of it right but barnabas is going to be the one to go get him in mm-hmm. tarsus to bring him to antioch you're going to see conversation from luke about barnabas and saul barnabas and saul and then all of a sudden it's going to shift right
1: and another thing uh. that's really cool about barnabas is he's um he's a key player but he's always willing to just kind of um be that support rather than mm-hmm. you know um trying to take the stage, stage. Sure. yeah he he is paul a support for paul right. and yeah. um because god has a certain uh, you know he's he's called him to be an instrument for yeah. a specific purpose and yeah. here barnabas is always willing to just be kind of in the background as that support yep. i
0: think it's easy yep. for for pulpit teaching to be so exhortation focused, and instead of also being encouraging, like it's very easy, I think, to hone in on. Here's what we need to yeah, do. Right. That's the kind of you know sermons that yeah. that trend well or that you that get the YouTube yeah. videos. The, the get out there and you need to do this. It's so compelling, and but it but it's conforming a little bit instead of encouraging. Right. And and Tim, I appreciate the way you shared it as a narrative and and i had a a friend of mine a young person and and uh, several months back when you were teaching he said man it's sometimes it's hard for me to get used to tim's teaching style (laughs) because it's very different from mark you've been an agent of change around here you know that (laughs) oh no but this past weekend he came up to me and he said he said caleb um i am getting used to the way Tim teaches, and I want you to know, <clears throat> I was locked in the whole time this past weekend. Like, like he said, the way you j- just shared and talked about it, almost very conversationally and told mm-hmm. the story, I just want you to know, like, it oh, made thanks. an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And, and this young person went from like, wow, he's, you know, such a different teaching style to now he said, yeah. his exact words were, the Bible seems so much more approachable to me now based on how he talked through this passage. So anyway, I was encouraged right. by that, and I could see that mm. this past weekend because yeah. it, it's cool to preach through something. It is a narrative. yeah. And so the more we can kind of—this is exciting, encouraging stuff. Right. You know, We can exactly. laugh about it, giggle about it, exactly. and, and talk about how crazy yeah. it all is to, to yeah. make that story in color instead of black and white. Yeah, um, And, I mean, you're teaching next week, right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. you know this,
2: too, of how there is a— um, unspoken pressure Mm -hmm. to go through something like that and to have this so uh exhortation you know that like that being the thing rather than the narrative speaks for itself Mm -hmm. right and the tendency is to try i find it anyways in my own heart a temptation to try to make it say it better that's the right way for sure right yeah when it's real in reality the lord inspired luke to write a story Mm -hmm. and that story speaks very loudly there are Mm -hmm. things about Mm -hmm. it that we don't always catch like for example Mm -hmm. him going back to the hellenist right like disputing with a hellenist those are little details that are they add color to the whole thing but the story in and of itself obviously the spirit of god is able to um well, he communicates better than anyone else, right? Yeah. yeah. So what he's laid down in his word is very profitable for us. And we would do well to read it in a way that allows it to paint the picture, to see mm-hmm. it for, oh, yeah, this is some of the stuff that either was or could have been a part mm-hmm. of that. And it gives it some um, mm-hmm. meat to the bones, yeah. right? And in yeah. and, and doing that, I think what it really does is it helps us to link. It helps us to catch oh, it and go, oh, sure that's what God is doing and that's what he wants to do in my own life too
1: yeah you had said something that I had written down uh the word is the one who convicts the heart and and that made me think about of course this is about Jesus and he is the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and you know and that that's the essence of um Letting the, the Scripture right. speak is because, um, through the Holy Spirit and the Word, that's that's how God addresses our hearts and minds, and um, that is what is a life changer. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and and it's not necessarily the performance. that I mean, we see Paul's, you know, his style of preaching <laughs> versus others, right. and, and they're very, yeah. you know, it's. There's different um, ways to communicate yeah. the word, but it is the word and that's where the power is. Yeah,
2: yeah. So. and you yeah. see that with, with Saul. I mean, we talked about this some, right? But so you see the thing of him going to the synagogue and immediately he's saying mm-hmm. he's the Christ, yep. he's the son of God, this is Jesus, and he's proving that out from the word, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about that, of, um, so you have things like in Jude, we're told to earnestly contend for the faith, mm-hmm. right? That word, the faith, is the entirety of Christian belief. So there's this contending and there's this earnestly contending. Um, you have a number of places where where the word of God, a, an individual is is using the word of God in a healthy way to contend mm-hmm. without being um obnoxious Mm -hmm. without being like now it's a club right you know i I, one of my favorite verses is second timothy where he talks about um the servant of the lord must not strive but be gentle unto all in meekness instructing so i have to believe that paul who's the writer of those by the way is also um thinking of that when he is proving out to these unbelieving jews Mm -hmm. he's not obnoxious mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. His person should not get in the way of the message. But the message has to be rooted in this is what the Word of God says. Mm-hmm. And we, frankly, probably would do well in our day and age to remember that. Because for me, I don't know about how you guys have found it, but I find myself a little bit, because my society, the whole, the whole don't judge, like that kind of thinking, I find myself inadvertently drawing back a little bit and not being as, um, now wait a minute here, this is what the word says. And I don't Mm -hmm. mean that in a kind of a deal, but more like uh, not striving, but yet at the same time, gently saying, this is where the word is at, Mm -hmm. so that it allows a person to hear that. Mm -hmm. Or like, I mean, really hear that in their heart and contend with that in their own heart too, for the spirit of God, to then bring about that conviction. Yeah. I think that's what he did and people were responding to that and becoming saved.
1: Then. That makes me think about 1 Peter uh, 3 mm-hmm. um, when he says, um, but in your hearts regard Christ as the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks yeah. you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience yeah. so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. But here we see Saul. You know, he's he's a, a bold preacher. He confounded them, verse twenty-two, yes. and then twenty-nine. He disputed with the Hellenists, yep. and so there, he's um, his apologetics are are you know, mm-hmm. ready. You know, right. and I mean, he's obviously right. been schooled and. Jewish law and Jewish way, but now he's he his mind has been transformed yep. and his doctrine his theology has been transformed and he's ready to defend the yep. faith his yep. new faith in Christ. Yep. You know,
0: there's there's such an important understanding of of defending the faith and understanding that faithfulness isn't always going to be felt as this like tremendous success right. where everything we're doing so great and you know we, we can look at acts and see all the wonderful things that happen amidst all the bad and i appreciate you mentioned it this weekend that the church has ebbs and flows in its life in its history right that'll continue yeah. in some form or fashion and and we're always excited and maybe overly confident at the ebbs and then anytime that we're scared yeah and w- this might be it but man to to know this narrative and say okay that that's my church yeah. Way back then, and it's dealing with the same yeah. thing of as yeah. as Christ is moving, there's going to be adversaries, and then then we get to see how they handled it, and it can help inform us. Well, how mm-hmm. are we going to handle it? Well, this guy went on to write a bunch of letters, right. explaining right. that. So,
1: the uh, in verse 22, something that jumped out to me, and this kind of ties into what we're talking about here. Um, it says, but Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews. Blah blah blah. So, but. Uh, he increased all the more in strength. That jumped out to me, and I'm like, "What is what is going on here?" And I went, I, love it. I went to um, Romans when we spent, uh, you know, however many years in <laughs> Romans. Um, but was that before
0: I, Isaiah or after? <laughs>
1: that was after. Was it after? Yeah, we did Isaiah and then Romans, okay, right? Yeah. Right? I, I, I don't know. Okay, either yeah. way. <laughs> um, in Romans. Uh, yeah. Chapter 4, who Paul is writing this, and I um, I just love this connection, 4 verse 20. Well, actually, I'm going to back up to verse 19 because it helps it make sense because he's talking about Abraham, and he says, He did not weaken in the faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, no distress, no distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but Mm. he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. And so I'm like, what, you know, so here, here, Paul is recounting Abraham's, faith and strength how he grew strong in his faith and then here we see in acts how he's being str- how Paul was right. being strengthened right. and then in Philippians yep. here here he he brings it up again and this is in 4 starting in verse 11 here um, not that i am speaking of being in need for i have learned in whatever situation i am I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And so like that, there's this... Th- this strengthening that is of the soul. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's connected to the scriptures. Like mm-hmm. where does he right. get this strength of soul? He's He's gone all the way back to Abraham and is learning from the strength that Abraham had as his faith grew. And here he is experiencing the same thing. Yeah. And for us, I think we have access and the ability to to grow in that same strength because of the scriptures and the Spirit at work in us. And
0: I think it's exciting to experience that because people are coming from from habits and lifestyles, and then we can be spiritually kind of corrected or informed, but then we also want to return to habits and lifestyles that reflect Mm -hmm. that truth. Like even Philippians 4.13, you know how many kids grew up with Philippians 4.13 only in the context of, put it on your basketball jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. you can score. Right. Because you're a Christian. I can do I can do all things through Christ, but not understanding yeah. why he wrote those words and mm-hmm. when he wrote right. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that other passage yeah. Romans 4 of, okay. of being fully convinced. Oh my goodness, if I could look back at my life and see how often I was partially convinced yeah of what God was doing. Yeah. to where the the moment there was some sort of difficulty. Yeah. I mean game over. It's yeah. it's like a mm-hmm. reset instead of a okay, Lord. You actually told me that would happen. Uh, people yeah. my age and younger really struggle with that. Why Why in the world would this happen? This must mean God's not... Well, actually, it doesn't mean God's not working in your life, and he told us this would happen. Right. It's it's proof that God is working, that we're up against this kind of thing, this spiritual tension. And that's why I think the excitement of teaching through something like this and the Barnabas, the, the encouragement, which you said is at the heart of discipleship, is good. And so the question then, and this is why I, I appreciate... Uh, teaching alongside you, as I think you and Mark make this easy, to to fit into what's been said. Acts 9.31, walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Spirit. Two very important foundational truths that are going to be sure. a catalyst for what we're going to read next week. Right. And the question is, okay, how do we do that? Walk in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Spirit. Easier said than done, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And I mean, I
2: just had a few minutes to touch it, right? But right. But the reality is, is that the more we get to know him that i might know him right this paul yeah. says so the more i do the more I, I actually grow in this thing that we call the fear of the lord and it's not um it's not a quaking in our boots it's an awesome reverential mm-hmm. perspective of who he is it's not just in his power to um move mountains but it's in his power to change my life right like mm-hmm the the that he says that I might know him in the the um power of his resurrection right like mm-hmm. that is i get to live resurrected life right now and i can say mm-hmm. no to sin right now and that is learning about the power of the resurrection. The very power that raised Christ from the dead is a very power that lives within me and gives me the ability to say no to that and stick to that, right? Mm-hmm. And when I fail, he's, his grace comes in. There's a comfort of the spirit. And that's not just when I fail, but that's in the all aspects of life. You know, when, when Barnabas was going to go uh, attach himself to Saul and take a risk, that had to be happening in the strength of the spirit Mm -hmm. he was exhorting him or comforting his heart okay barnabas i want you to go you don't know what the outcome is going to be this guy could get a hold of you by the throat and you're done right but i want you to go we don't have a record of that stated but his response is a spirit-led response and Mm -hmm. that's part of the examples of this um exhortation or comfort of the spirit when he's when he's at work in our lives and we're responding to him, that's the kind of thing that it brings to us. Mm-hmm. And we're strengthened in that and we grow mm-hmm. as a result of that. It's interesting, you know, you're talking about that. Paul actually prayed, I prayed that, that you would be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man, mm-hmm. right? Like there's an expression that he was gaining an understanding of even as he was becoming he became a brand new believer and starting mm. starting out right like
1: yeah.
2: it's just amazing to see mm. and to trust for us to grow to trust the lord for that and not think i've got to have the strength like within myself, in other words, to accomplish this. And then I just feel inadequate. Well, that's good because then when I'm weak, you I'm strong. Right. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You need to be understanding well, that and you're inadequate.
1: The same thing for Ananias, and you know, last week we we saw him step out in faith in that way. Like he he surely had to have had yeah. fear in his heart. I would have. But yeah, <laughs> I mean surely, but he but he loved uh, the Lord more than he loved his self-protection or his reputation or whatever. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he feared God and walked in the comfort of the spirit that way. And, um, that's there, there's something about in those, those moments in our lives when, we step out in faith and obedience just like lord i'm i'm going to do this cuz i want to obey you mm-hmm. and just how freeing that is and just how much joy we get from that god's never not going to be with us in that right. like he's he right. that's what he desires for us and he's going to equip us and enable us to do it and as a result that just deepens our relationship with him it deepens Mm -hmm. our love for him because we're gonna see him be faithful yes because he Mm -hmm. always is
2: so it strengthens us yes to continue down life's journey trusting him again and again and again right
1: Mm -hmm. like
0: there it is Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah (laughs) and I
0: I know for me I've always struggled with uh, waiting to to give something to God until I have a proper grasp of it yeah but learning to even even lately in the last year year and a half or so there's been a lot more opportunities the Lord has given me to say, okay, Lord, I have no earthly idea what's going on. I, right. I don't know how to handle it. And I've always been bad at that. I, I talk to him a lot, but it's about things I got a grip on. Okay, Lord, I know what's going on here, and I know what needs to happen, so let's pray about it. <laughs> but but yeah. to actually humble myself and say, Lord, please take, please take that away from me or please take my fleshly reaction right now about what I just heard or what just happened oh, it's so hard to do in the moment. But yeah, walking in the comfort of the spirit is to get out of your own way a little bit yeah. and say, okay, Lord, give me wisdom and guidance on how to do this. And then again, that can also come from biblical dependency and knowing scripture. I, I realized how weak I was in that area a couple years ago of having God's word rattling around in my brain as often as other people's. I, mean, I will, I will cling to something somebody said, I could be complimented 99 times. If there's a critique in there, I got it. I mm-hmm. memorize the critique. Right. It's the one thing I hold and it'll, it'll consume my thoughts yeah. at times, but I realize well, God's scripture doesn't consume my thoughts that much. Mm-hmm. But if I, why do I always feel better when I go to lunch with John Avery? Is it cause John Avery's awesome? Maybe, but it's <laughs> probably because the man spouts scripture. <laughs> like it's a fire hydrant, <laughs> it's right. broken. Yeah. And he has studied it. He mm-hmm. wasn't born that way. He yeah. has learned to love it. And, and yeah. that is so, when when we all arrive at that Bible truth, and it's not this, you know, veering off in accidental discipleship and who knows which way that I'm a disciple of some other man. But when it's a point to God and yeah. I I feel that click, mm-hmm. you're right. It's a learned behavior. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe God gets harder to run away from the longer you run with him. And, yeah. and that's been exciting.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah so on the other end of the spectrum here and just our theme of building bridges Mm -hmm. um, and as we are praying for the people that you know god's put on our hearts uh to share the gospel with and Mm -hmm. um or just providentially people who he brings in our life, um as we share the truth of god's word there can be two responses one their heart's going to either be softened or it's not. Mm -hmm. They'll be, you know, hardened by it, or they'll just dismiss it, whatever. So, um, for us, as we step out in faith and walk in the comfort of the Spirit and the fear of the Lord, um, I think it's extremely important that we are mindful of the sovereignty of God and salvation and that he, you know, he is the, this is his doing. He is the one that touches hearts. It's Mm -hmm. not us. It's not our words or any way we can manipulate somebody to become a Christian. That's what God does in the heart. What
0: a a different focus of evangelism. Get out there and convert somebody (laughs) or give them an opportunity to reject their creator. Give, give them an opportunity yeah. to wrestle with the reality of their, of their origin, their creation, and the creator of the universe. And that's like kind of, there's a little bit of pressure off there. And I remember my dad illustrating to me when I was younger, if you're using God's word, he held it up. They're bouncing at, They're attacking that. Mm-hmm. They're bouncing right. off that if that's what you're using. Right. Right. And so you can rest assured behind it and say, hey this is the armor I'm wearing right I, I know it's I know it's true that's good. Uh, it, it has stood the test of time way before me and now it, here's what it says yeah. and then you learn it's hard you learn to t- emotionally distance yourself maybe mm-hmm. from whatever their reaction is going to mm-hmm. be because mm-hmm. that's that's the kicker mm-hmm. that's the pinch it's yeah. the building yeah. Oh, yeah. building bridges with that neighbor I can't stand that neighbor yeah, yeah. well they're not your task they never were.
1: Or fear of man, of just like, what are they going to think about me? You know, yeah, like that's, yeah. a, that's a big stumbling block for a lot of us. I know a lot of time that is for me. Like, yeah. if I, how bold am I going to be? But, but, that, you know, but like, then even,
0: if, even if they think that, oh, mm-hmm. they're the nut job that loves Jesus. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sign, we want to we so easily say, sign me up then. If you yeah. think I'm crazy, but I love the Lord, I'm, I'm okay with that. And sometimes I don't know if we are. Yeah. I don't want to be seen yeah. as crazy, right. yeah. but right. a crazy Christian, Maybe, because we want to be accepted, we want to be loved, right? It's easier.
2: It's part of our human nature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, it's that that fear of the Lord concept that plays in there, and begins to have its impact on our lives to the Mm -hmm. point where, you know, you could say that uh, wanting to be accepted by people is a fear of people, right? It's a man pleasing (laughs) kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and the Scripture says it's a snare to us. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. having God in His right. Perspective in the in the um, center of our vision, and everything else stays in the peripheral, which is where it belongs. That uh, is a that's an expression of the fear of the Lord. It's what He says about that. Mm-hmm. So if you want me to, Paul said, if you want me to look like a fool, I'll be a fool for the Lord. Right? Like mm-hmm. that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I don't really want to do that in the sense of it's not my natural thing, but I'm willing to do what the Lord wants of me to do. Mm-hmm. Because I have that reverential awe of Him, and uh, Mm -hmm. I I, want to stand before Him and hear the well done rather than the um, wow. uh, You know, slothful. Yeah, you just you just were caring more about the things of this world, and I know Mm -hmm. that's a struggle. That's Mm -hmm. easy to say and and hard to do. But
1: the Mm -hmm. closer that we are walking with the Lord though the less that's going to matter you know the less all of the mm-hmm. the fear of man and yeah. all the other it's just not going to matter to sure. our hearts as much as our relationship right. with the Lord yeah. Right. yeah
0: and that can be our motivation if if I do all these things but have not love I'm a, I'm a clanging symbol. Mm-hmm. I'm a sounding gong mm-hmm. man we can we can stumble into the right things yeah. for the wrong reasons and that's not necessarily a good thing although in the life of a local church it can look like that and yeah. that's any opportunity we can get to challenge hearts, challenge postures, and then just think critically about a passage like this. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. But wow. Amazing stuff. stuff, isn't yeah. it? it just is. Just super duper. Love it. So now
2: now we pivot to Peter. Yeah. And we get to yeah. see him in action, but really it's the same Lord, right? That's same what you're going to be teaching. Oh, yeah, on. yeah. And here's yeah. some things that are coming at us. And yeah. Yeah. Come on, this is mind blowing. And, oh, yeah. And then look how, watch how Luke will set this up so that we move towards the gospel coming to the Gentiles. Yeah. And it's a, it's Woo-hoo! a,
0: there's a, there's a geographical break yeah. in the narrative. And the update of the geography of what's going on, especially as it pertains to Peter, yeah. is so fascinating because chapter nine ends in such a way as to set up yes, what is going the, to happen in right. Acts 10 and it needed to. And yeah, yeah. the, the, The triumph of the gospel is an is an excellent way to phrase the series of acts because man it's orchestrated in such a way where that acts 1 8 passage we're seeing it
1: it's so fun to watch it unfold well let me ask let me ask (laughs) you this exactly i I love it yeah (laughs) Yeah. let me
0: let me ask you this real quick alicia real quick i asked abby i think last week like what you came into this series of acts uh had you studied acts before or has it had an impact on you to be like oh wow okay this is narrative so it's I not necessarily n- a I letter, never, an epistle.
1: I've, I've never like dug in deep to study uh-huh. Acts other than just like my regular yearly Bible yeah. reading plan. Okay, and it's, sure. And it's yeah. in the, you zooming know, through it pretty right. quick.
0: So yeah. has it been like profitable and exciting no, it's to been like?
1: So fun. It's like I, it's <laughs> I loved I love going through Romans in that way, yeah. like just picking it yeah. apart. And then this has been so fun to just like slow down and take it all in because there are so many details that. Mm-hmm. we miss when we're, I mean, I'm not gonna, like, I definitely always keep up with your yearly plans, you know, getting through the Bible, but the value of slowing down and really chewing on it and Mm -hmm. mulling it over and like we had small group last night and then i've just been thinking about it this morning more and and Mm. more things are popping out in my mind and that's good and it's just like the word of god is alive it's active active it's sharper than any double-edged sword it 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 really does pierce our hearts and in all the good ways (laughs) and that's when it
0: can all happen when it becomes a part of the middle of our week and not just the front end or the back end yeah. of the weekend it yeah, oh, makes all the difference yeah, yeah so. sure does. We're,
2: we're, i'm glad you're saying that because we are actually i mean there's in any story there's the beginning you know you read the first couple chapters and you're trying to figure out where the author's going and yeah. Yeah. he's building his story right yeah. and after you get into so many chapters now you're now you're starting the pieces of the puzzle are starting to form it's right so and fun. that's what you're describing <laughs> i love it oh and and it's like oh but there's more to come yeah because we are walking towards a. We're, we're seeing the hand of God orchestrating, working that mm-hmm. flow through there. What were what was that like for those guys at the time? They probably mm-hmm. didn't see what we're seeing, mm-hmm. and but we've got this. And oh man, just to watch Him work and yeah. the details too. Yeah. will bring so much more color to this. Story.
1: Yeah, and I love mm-hmm. that about Luke and his style, oh, yeah. and, and that, the the every. I mean. Every narrative, you know, the gospel narratives and the epistles, they all have their own little different twists. But like just the way that Luke writes is the detail he puts in. Yeah. It matters. And he puts it there for a reason. Right. I mean, the Holy right. Spirit does. It's, it's holy text. Holy <laughs> text. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So let's pay attention. That's right. Yeah. It's
0: yep. good. Tim, thank you for being here, my You're guy. You're welcome. Super awesome. Alicia, you rock. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Kim, uh, for being here, too. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place each and every week. Just type in Sermon Spotlight on your favorite podcast platform, and we pop right up. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless.